Hello again, and welcome to this episode of BCEN and Friends Podcast. Today, Bridget Flood and Mark Eggers have their friend Patricia Larkin-Green as their guest. Patricia moved from corporate America to becoming a Sumier artist and oil painter who has won many awards. Listen as Patricia tells us about meditation and breath and how these are incorporated into everything she does. Oh, and one more thing, there's a special surprise at the end of the podcast. So sit back and relax as I give the mic over to Mark so we can find out more about Patricia, her interests, and how you can use her techniques in your everyday life. Hello, and welcome to the BCN and Friends podcast, where we hold interesting conversations about learning with a range of thought leaders, BCN certification holders, and industry professionals. But most importantly, to create value and insight for you, our professional nurses across the emergency spectrum. We hope you find our discussions interesting, informative, sometimes funny, sometimes serious, but always valuable. I'm Mark Eggers, Manager for Education and Technology Services at BCEN, and one of your hosts for today. I'm joined by my co-host, Bridget Flood, Director of Strategy and Operations at BCEN. Hi, Bridget. Hey, Mark. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So, Bridget, in this episode of BCN and Friends, we have Patricia Larkin-Green to talk about meditation and breath. And to our audience, just want to let you know that at the end of this podcast, we have something special just for you that we've never done before on BCN and Friends. Bridget, could you please introduce our BCN friend, Patricia? I'd love to. So Patricia Larkin-Green is a renowned Sumier artist, which is a form of Asian ink painting and an oil painter who has won numerous awards for her work, including the prestigious Special Cultural Award from the China New Ink Painting Institute Art Museum in Beijing and the second grand prize from the Jade Buddha Temple in Unchun City, China. Patricia was first introduced to Sumier at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago by the late Madeline Stanley Yasum. She continues her studies under the international Zen master Shozo Sato and master calligrapher Hekyun Oda Sensei. Retired now from a very successful career spending over 25 years in corporate America as a vice president for JP Morgan Chase in multiple positions at GE Capital. She now teaches painting at the Japanese Cultural Center, Chicago Botanic Gardens, Mill Street Art Center, and Morton Arboretum. She was invited and inducted as a premier member of the International Chinese Calligraphic Art and Ink Painter Society, serving as the North American Exhibition Coordinator. Proceeds from her work, which includes sales from her artwork, big brush workshops, performances, projects, and speaking arrangements, all benefit the Japanese Art Foundation, whose mission is to expand opportunity, education, and the sustainability of the Japanese arts in Chicago through outreach to diverse communities like Chicago Public Schools, the Chicago Public Library, museums, and other philanthropic organizations. So Patricia, welcome to BCN and Friends. Thank you, and thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, we're thrilled to have you, but before we move on, I just wanna know, did I mispronounce anything? No, I think you did a really good job. Thank you. 
There was a couple moments. It was a mouthful. Um, anyway, um, we're thrilled to have you, and um, you bring this unique background um, to this podcast. So we're going to start out by asking you a couple questions. And Mark, I think you have the first one. I do. And, and Bridget, very impressed by how you read all that. Very good. Very good. So Patricia, as uh, Bridget said, welcome. We're glad to have you here today. Uh-huh. My, my first question to you is, uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you go from working a successful career in corporate America to today becoming an award-winning artist specializing into what you are now doing today? Well, um, that's a great question. Uh, about, um, well, over 25 years ago, I was having dinner with my younger sister and her boyfriend and my husband, and we were all talking about our dreams and passions. You know, my sister wanted to be a fashion designer, her boyfriend, a photographer, and my husband, a woodworker. And then they all looked at me, paused and said, oh, and you could be our business manager. And it wasn't my jaw that dropped. It was my heart because here were the people closest to me and they didn't even remember or recognize my passions and dreams because I had successfully buried them inside me. So over the years, I had created a a hybrid of techniques from corporate America, like Six Sigma, which um, that's when I was at GE, I earned what's called a black belt in Six Sigma, which is basically a set of techniques for process improvement with the distinction in that it includes this feedback loop for continuous improvement. And this process helps me define what I want to achieve or create, right? And how to adapt and fine tune it when something unexpected happens. And I still use that to this day. So every year I create a list of what's most important to me, including what I want to learn and do. And then I prioritize my time and schedule it in making dates with my goals and desires. And then quarterly, approximately, I check in and reevaluate how I'm doing. Well, you can imagine that this process was great in corporate America. It helped me to be a top performer in corporate America. However, my goals and desires personally were never really included. But by including them, this helped change my process a bit. And that helps keep me focused on what's most rewarding to me personally. So for example, I value education. So I always make sure I've got money and time in my budget for learning. And I sought out the best teachers I could study with. And now, like after that dinner (laughs) conversation and event, instead of targeting being the top performer in my department at work, I started to incorporate and focus on learning something like a new technique, creating a body of work. And now today it's like painting with absolute concentration, capturing the spirit or essence of a subject, which, you know, Sumi is about the process of creating. And that resonated with me right away. So um, I hope that answers your question. It does. Yes. Thank you. Bridget, what are things would you like to ask Patricia? I've got a bunch of questions. So, um, (laughs) you know, you transitioned from this corporate being to this artistic being and 
you went to Sumie painting and you spoke a little bit about uh, what that meant to you. But my understanding, and I actually, I'll, in, I guess in um, all open communication here, I actually took um, a course from Patricia online of Sumie painting. And there's a lot of meditation, breathing, and yoga that's important to that art. And do you want to explain a little bit about that component of painting and how they intersect? Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. So um, for me, uh, breathing, meditation, and yoga are important to art because that helps to free me up physically and mentally to create. And the style of painting I do is sometimes translated as one breath, one stroke, with each brush stroke is a painting. Practicing breath exercises, meditation, and yoga helps train me to be completely in the moment. So I can put everything into each brush stroke. You know, um, nature, which is a very important part of this art form, nature doesn't wait for you and much of this painting is seasonal and ephemeral so drawing and painting increases your awareness and can teach you how to really see or observe nature so it's important to be able at a moment's notice to be fully present because once those cherry blossoms swirl away in the wind you can't go back the next day and check it out again right in order to capture it as it is, you have to fully grasp the essence. And so breath work, meditation, yoga, they're all training of the mind and body to be able to empty you know, the mind of noise and distractions and, and to be completely present or be completely lost in the wonder and beauty of a moment. So this art form, Sumie, it's considered to be a practice, which is another way of preparing by repeating an activity to improve a skill. You know, we practice or rehearse so that when the moment comes, you know, the stakes might be a little bit higher. You know, I might be doing a demonstration. I might be doing a performance. You know, maybe I'm, I'm painting with permanent ink on a beautiful handmade piece of paper. And then my, my muscle memory kicks in and I'm able to just simply capture the moment. And so the authenticity is the point of this art form. That's pretty amazing. And I think this is going to lead me into uh, my next question, which is about who our listeners are, which are these nurses um, who are working in emergency departments or trauma centers. And, you know, in normal times, their lives are hectic. Um, it's fast paced. They have to be active and in the moment. And over the last year or so, it's just increased dramatically. And, you know, now we're all looking at, you know, how do we support these nurses and how do they support themselves in their daily lives in terms of self-care so they can walk in? And I'd like to ask you the question of what advice would you have 
for these nurses using um, breath or meditation in their daily lives, because not everyone wants to be or can be an artist. Mm -hmm. But I do believe some of these skills that you're talking about that you incorporate into art can be incorporated in their daily practice, which would be, you know, if they could find a couple minutes somewhere. And if you could talk about that. Oh, absolutely. That, that's, that's a great question. And I understand that completely. When I was working full time, I, I traveled weekly and wanted nothing more than to just have more time. I mean, I never thought I, I had time to meditate or do anything that I really enjoyed. And there were so many important things I had to do. And it, it always seemed like such a luxury. And if someone told me that they meditated every day, I, I would have been kind of suspicious. <laughs> and then at one point, I stumbled across the term active meditation. And I thought, oh, that's it. Active meditation is about moving your body daily to ensure that you're able to be mentally and emotionally present, confident, live peacefully as a work in progress. So you don't need to sit on a special cushion and light a candle, you know, all that, all that, that could be nice. Right. But once I realized that just taking three quality deep breaths, just that alone could impact me positively. I started to see all sorts of places I could fit that in. So you can do it while showering, doing laundry, cooking, standing in a line, so I use it to help me clear my mind or fall asleep too. What I think is the cleverest thing about meditation and breathing exercises is that you can do it anywhere and it works even if you do it in small bits here and there. So, you know, maybe in a medical environment, um, active breath meditation can make waiting an opportunity for relaxation and it isn't multitasking because you're completely focused on what it is that you're doing. Um, that's what Sumi painting is. It's not really about the painting. It's about the practice or the process. And if you get a nice painting out of it, that's a bonus. So I do believe that while we are engaged in a creative process, like for me, it's painting. For someone else, it might be something different completely. When we're engaged in that creative process, we feel more alive. We are each one of us in some way creating ourselves, right? We, right. we create our day-to-day, -day, our lives. And art is another way to express what we sometimes can't put into words. So making can be more pleasurable than consuming. So I, I hope um, I've given some specific examples that might be helpful for someone to think about maybe opportunities where they could just step back and just focus on their breath and, and right. just help themselves relax and they don't have to you know set aside like an hour just to go into a deep transcendental meditation right so what i'm hearing from you is with this word active meditation is <laughs> It could be while I'm in the elevator going to the next floor and I have a yes. minute or two to just breathe and right. focus on that breathing yeah. um, while I'm at work. And when I go home, you know, if it's gardening or whatever, that's also can be a form of active meditation. 
Right. And, and so another way, I don't know if anyone in your audience um, does any, any sports or plays um, an instrument, but sometimes when you're, when you're learning something like that, you visualize. So you just take a moment and you imagine yourself doing it and doing it successfully. And then you imagine what it would feel like to have already done that. And that in itself can also be an active meditation. That's great. And I think active meditation um, will be a form of self-care that will help, you know, these nurses who are just under such great demand lately to take better care of themselves. And it can be in short little spurts. So I really appreciate that answer, Patricia. So I think we're reaching the point where it's our rapid fire questions. And I think, yeah. So I think um, (laughs) Mark's going to start first and I'll uh, finish with my last rapid fire. I am am very, I was meditating here, so I'm ready. Okay. (laughs) So, So Patricia, you know, you've been in the corporate world, you do uh, yoga, meditation, breathing, artists, all this, but if you weren't doing these things, say you weren't doing ADs, what would you, what do you think you would be doing now if it was any of those? This is a beautiful question because to me, it opens possibility. I, I continually ask myself this question, you know, as I was explaining how I set my, my goals, you know, every year and, and check on to them every quarter. And so I love what I'm doing now, but if, if I, if there was anything I'd rather be doing, um, I'd start to open up ways to incorporate that. Like I'd still be creating something like maybe music. Yeah. Interesting. So in the arts, which is good. Very good. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, Patricia, let me ask you this one now. What's your, and you can answer one, two or three of these. What's your favorite book? movie and or song that inspires you well hi i'm one of those people that want all of the above (laughs) good so so for a book um recently i read this book called into the magic shop by dr james Doty, and it's just fabulous it's one of those books that i've been giving as gifts to people and for a movie um there's this trilogy it's called the apu trilogy by Satyajit Ray, I hope I pronounced that correctly, Um, or Amelie, (laughs) and then a song, Imagine by John Lennon. Great, all good choices, all good, thank you. (laughs) Great. Bridget, what question would you like to ask? So, you know, we found, we know about your body or your body work as an artist, um, your prior life to that, but Tell us a little bit about if you have any other hobbies or interests. Oh, yeah, I've got quite a few. (laughs) So um, gardening, music, as I said, um, I I sing, play the guitar and piano and um, travel, uh, poetry, sewing and watching movies. Oh, that is quite a few. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's great. Um, I guess travel was a little limited this last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think you had plenty other hobbies to fall back on. Um, yeah, I just engaged my imagination for that one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So 
want to talk a little bit about um, if people are interested in finding you. I know your website is www.patricialarkingreen.com. If our audience would like to follow you online, what other social media platforms are you on? Well, I do have a YouTube channel. And I, if anyone is interested in learning more about Sumie, I do have um, free video tutorials there. And that's Larkin Green Studio. And I also have some of my big brush performances there too. I'm also on Instagram too, as P Larkin Green. So I usually post current work. Okay, so you're on YouTube and that's where you have um, under Larkin Green Studios. And that's where you have some free tutorials about Sumier and some of your performances. And you're also on Instagram as P Larkin Green. And then um, your website is patricialarkingreen.com. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> and Mark, I'm going to turn this over to you because I think you have something special planned. I do. We're going to do something on BC and in Friends that we've never done before. This is a first. So to our audience out there, before we conclude today, Patricia's going to take us through a relaxation exercise that you can use in various places. As she said, the grocery store, waiting in line, at work, almost anywhere at any time. So, Patricia, I'm going to give it over to you. If you'd like to take us through this, we'll uh, just listen. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to do this. My hope is that I'm able to give something back to all the nurses who have done so much and given so much to us, especially over this last year. So um, what I'd like you to do is clear your mind by focusing your breath. And I want to just give a quick little introduction into what we're gonna be doing. And this is a breath exercise that is to stimulate the vagus nerve, which is, as your audience probably knows, is the longest nerve in your body originating from the brainstem. And it travels down into your stomach and intestines and moves past your heart and lungs and connects up into your throat and facial muscles. And so this um, vagus nerve can be like a two-way communication feedback system, helping keep you in touch with your physical sensations and emotions. So one of the easiest and cheapest ways you can stimulate the vagus nerve is through deep abdominal breathing. Whenever we breathe low and deep, in the belly. So this is a breathing exercise you can do anywhere in the shower, waiting in line or before you sleep. So I invite you to please um, breathe in and out through your nose. You want to relax your jaw and face, place the tip of your tongue on the upper palate, sit or stand up tall, gently lifting your torso up as you press your feet into the ground without being rigid, remembering that we're breathing in and out through the nose. The tip of your tongue is on the upper palate. The face and your body are relaxed. Take a couple breaths. And now I'm going to lead you into it. Breathe in for a count of one, two, three, four, five. Now briefly hold, two, and exhale for five, four, 
three, two, one. Let's do it two more times. Breathing in for one, two, three, four, five. Hold, one, two, and exhale for five, four, three, two, one. Let's do one more breathing in for one, two, three, four, five. Briefly hold, two, and exhale for five, four, three, two, one. Now notice how you feel. This is a simple, easy technique where you're bringing the belly out and back in. You're moving both the belly as well as the diaphragm and you're stimulating the vagus nerve. I feel pretty awesome actually. <laughs> so, and it was actually something I could use uh, with the day that um, I had. So thank you for this. And it was quick and I could see how I could do this in a moment. Yes. Absolutely. Very good. Thank Patricia, thank you so much. I appreciate you doing that for us. Our audience, I know, appreciates it too. Well, thank you for inviting me. I, I appreciate it. And I hope that, you know, I could share something of value to someone in your audience. Great. Thank you. Well, everybody, I want to thank you this time that you've taken with us, Patricia, for joining us for our episode of BCN and Friends. And thank you for sharing some of your time and your stories with us. That was absolutely fantastic. And to all of our listeners, we hope you'll stay tuned as we continue on with BCN and Friends and bring you new and meaningful content and perspectives. If you have a suggestion for an episode, please email us at bcen at bcen.org. I am Mark Eggers here with Bridget Flood. And on behalf of the entire BCN team, we thank and celebrate you for all that you are doing as professional nurses across the emergency spectrum. Until next time, 